0: Welcome to As We Understand Him, a weekly coffee chat exploring a deeper relationship with God as we understand Him. You can download As We Understand Him weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at As We Understand Him Podcast. For additional information, to hear episodes, and to access resources and writings, please visit our website asweunderstandhim.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys trying to figure out the God thing, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop.
1: Hey Glenn! Hey, what's up, my brother? How you hey, doing man. this morning, man? Doing good. We're uh, loving the studio time here. Coffee shop slash studio. I know, we always pretend like we're in the coffee shop. Yeah. We're really in a great studio. Well, I've had people say, you know, hey, are you guys really in a coffee shop? And and my well, background, is the like background perfect. is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty authentic. Yeah, it. right, right. So,
2: but here we are in the studio, also known as the coffee shop, and uh, love doing as we understand him. You know, in in uh, our barista. Brian puts up our logo, man, I just, we, we've talked about that logo so right, much, but right. just really depicts, you know, I love the stains, man. Cause that's kind of what, uh, I mean, that's, that's, you know, our situation, a lot of people's situation, right? you right. know, the, the spirituality, the whole God picture of God is just stained. And, and you know, I had a, I, I had a conversation with, with a person in my life this week and, and you know they're part of a religion with a bunch of man made rules and 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 so I just made a comment about the the dude on the cross next to Jesus mm-hmm. I said here's how simple it is mm-hmm. if if that's the God you want to follow the mm-hmm. the bible God if that's the God here's how simple it is um, he was next to Jesus he understood who Jesus was right. he recognized him he asked for forgiveness and 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 that night he was in heaven right there was no all these rituals and no payments you had to make and no classes you had to sign up for, none of that crap. Right? And and so I was talking with this person about that and we were talking about spirituality, relationship versus rules. And she's like, Well my re- my, my religion doesn't have a bunch of rules. I'm like, Well what about this? What about this? What about this? And, and so she she sat there and and she's like, Well, all they were formed by some organization like like, you know, a thousand years ago or, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like well, who runs the organization?
1: Mm-hmm. She goes. Well, Glenn, <laughs> he wants do. to talk to the man at the top.
2: Men the do, top, right? right? She goes. Well, well, men do, and I'm like, I'm like, well, th- like, like I said, it's man-made. Yeah, right. And she right. says, yeah, but they were, you know, ordained by God. I'm like, where does it say that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I like, mean, come on. So yeah. hey, all hey right. we got a table for three. I today. know. I'll I'll oh. get off my.
1: No, I like when you're on your horse.
2: I'll get off the horse. All right. I know, I love table for three.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got Dave in. Hey, good morning, Dave. Dave, morning, good, morning, good morning, brother. Good morning. Yeah, super stoked to have you today.
2: Love walking the path of spirituality with Dave. Love figuring out with Dave. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. So if I could tee it up. Yeah, tee know, it up, I could
1: take the, yeah. the mic you gotta to mention Mike. the You got to mention the rhino on our table, though. Yeah, so... So make sure so, that fits so in Dave, there somewhere.
2: I, I need to introduce Dave. So, so Dave and I met... Um, at Parkview Church, probably 2018, 19. So there's this program at our church called Rooted, and, and on our podcast, as we understand him, we've been walking through the ten weeks of Rooted, right? We've had a bunch of guys in; it's been fantastic. Um, so I met Dave. You know, when when I signed up for Rooted, I said, "Let's go to couples Rooted." So my, my wife Jen and I we signed up for couples Rooted. And day you know day one, night one, you know I met Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave and his wife was there. And, um, so over the 10 weeks of Rooted, I got to know Dave and, uh, just, just strong guy, just a great guy trying to figure some things out, you know, and just going through Rooted as you learn Rooted, you know, week five strongholds, you know, it was just impactful. Right. And, 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 and so we, we got through that and I'm like, man, I just want to be part of this guy's life. I just, you know, he's so good for me and he's trying so hard and that was a good example for me. And, and... And so, you know, I wanted to go through Rooted with guys, mm-hmm. right? So I, I said to our pastor, and the and, and, and pastor said, yeah, why, why don't you help lead one? And I'm like, well, no, and he convinced me of that. So now— Did he pay you? No. <laughs> okay. No. How, how did he convince you? Well, he just said, I think you should do it, and, and I surrendered at <laughs> That's the time. It? And it, yeah, well, I, I, I was taking direction.
1: Okay. He paid, he paid okay. him with God points. Yeah, God <laughs> points. I like that.
2: <laughs> so— so I'm thinking, okay, there's nine. I felt unsecured. I'm like, hey, man, I really like Dave. Dave's a cool guy. I wonder if Dave will do this with me. Okay. So I asked Dave, and Dave said yes. So we, we got through the 10 weeks. We, a great group of guys, the rhinos. We called ourselves the rhinos because they're big and strong and fast, and but their eyesight sucks, and they can only see 30 feet in front of them, so they crash into a lot of stuff. Right. Okay. And that's kind of how we were spiritually. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So my relationship with Dave really grew, and – so one of the things, there, there was a situation through the Rhinos, through a retreat, that I just thought would be outstanding for a bonus drop for As We Understand It. Nice. Um, I mean, it was so impactful for me. Um, I mean, I have pictures of it. I have video of it, which we should, with Dave's permission, we'll drop in the resource mm-hmm. room. Absolutely. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you. So what we thought we would do for this bonus se- session um, into faith I go. Maybe, maybe that's a good way to play. Okay. okay. Um but bring Dave in. So welcome Dave. And and just kind of unpack this and and what happened. And Dave, I'll let you take eighty percent of it. I'll just jump okay. in and guide you sure. a little bit. Sure. Um, but this is kind of Dave's journey into faith. Okay. How's that sound?
3: Love it. All right. So Dave, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Uh it actually gives me an opportunity to kind of correct something because I was on your podcast. <laughs> this months, is awesome. I'm, I was wondering if you are going to do this. This I'm is awesome. A month ago. And um, so I was, <clears throat> I had come in for uh, Rooted Week 5, and it was titled There's an Enemy. It was about strongholds. And my stronghold brought a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. And so coming on a podcast was and talking about it was, was really difficult for me. And so I asked you guys to keep my name out of it, keep me anonymous. So you guys came up with the name Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was Andy. All right, Andy. And, um, you know, the show went really good, and, and I got a good vibe out of it. And I, I went home, and I talked to my wife, and I told her all about Andy. And she, her first thing out of her mouth was, why'd you do that? oh I said, uh, "Trouble in paradise." No, it wasn't trouble. No, it, 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 no, it was actually really good, yeah. you know, because she said, "You know, you're you're trying to help other people. How can you help other people if you're not open and honest with them?" Point oh. one, point one, wife, you know. Yeah, oh. right. So, <laughs> so then uh, after that, she she followed it up with also your relationship with God. She's like, "You're." you're trying to be accountable to him. Mm -hmm. How can Mm -hmm. you be accountable to him? You know, if you're not open and honest. Mm -hmm. So game, set, match, you know? So here I am as usual. (laughs) So, (laughs) you
1: know, I, I love that. And, and I, you know, I tend to, I tend to put God sometimes in another room where, where I think he can't see me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think I can Mm -hmm. act in a, in a way where I'm not being accountable Right. And you know, conversations like this remind me, and our Monday night group reminds me that God is omnipresent in my life. Look, He knows He knows where I'm at. He knows, right. and and there is such power in that confession to Him and that accountability to Him that is so freeing. It is that <laughs> I mean that's the one thing I'm really starting to embrace. He He's not in a separate room when when I'm walking my own path, right? Right and there's a better opportunity for me. So yeah, thank you very much for yeah, sharing that. I, yeah. I,
2: I just I mean, I I hope you didn't beat yourself up over that because I understand for for years in sobriety and, and and for for years in in spirituality, right? On on the spiritual path. Like I wasn't confident enough to be able to stand up and tell everybody where I was at. Yeah. Right? And and so I didn't necessarily use a different name. I just used no name, or even worse, I didn't even stand up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a process. So you know. So I think through this, you know, if you look at it from a process, you went from at least standing up and doing it, right? Maybe, hey, you you, you shared a challenging story, right? That yeah. it, it's not good to be. You know, it's not easy to be proud of, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, w- it was very challenging, and and you know, what you went through, what you faced, and, and and what you still face, um. That's not easy, right? And then to put your name on it, and it, so I, I totally understand it because I've done it, uh. But I love how you progressed through this, and and how you you transitioned from Andy from Andy mm-hmm. to our brother Dave.
1: Can I can I share one more thing? Just happened to Dave. me. In the, just happened to me in the last week and a half or so. I was on a I was on a separate podcast, a sober podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, so I've been doing a sober podcast called Sober.Coffee with Glenn because Glenn asked me, and you know, why did I do it? I don't know, because he asked me.
2: Dinner was um, good.
1: Right, and uh, anyway, here's my point. This guy asked me to be on his podcast, and I was on, it was a sober podcast, and and then I went and saw it published, and he used my last name, Oh, Right. And, and I'm like, so I'm like, wait, whoa, now the people that I work with and my friend, because, because in, on our Dot Coffee podcast, we just use our last initial. Right. So I've got that shield still in front of me. Here's the point of my story. I was first very disturbed. This is just my emotional journey with it. I was very disturbed that my whole name was, because now somebody can Google me, right, right. and find out that, that, that that's me. I came to peace with it because of this and that's why I love your introduction, Dave. I came to peace with it because of this. If one of my old co workers is in a pinch, they now know they can call me. Yeah. If they're if they're if one of my old friends gets to the end of the road with alcohol abuse, they know they can call me. Right. So I came to peace with it that way. So
2: it's awesome. So all right transitioning into into faith i go go ahead mm-hmm. dave, oh,
3: can i just say yeah i just wanted to say my name is not andy my name is dave dave and i am a reformed sexaholic with a 30 plus year addiction to pornography and after saying that it just i can take a breath now nice. give me nice love me five, it man. man love it that's fantastic
2: yeah you know what that is just so Freeing, I, I just got chills, man. I just got chills. It's so freeing to own who we are, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Take the mask off and say, or who we were, yeah, or, or mm-hmm. who we are. Well, you're, you're still, re, you're still recovering, mm-hmm. right? Yes, you're, you're still cautious. I'm very cautious, right? right? Very. Cautious. You're still using tools, absolutely, right? So that's who you are. Yep. And I mean, that's the same way with me with booze. You know, he's, I, I, I'm still. That's I got to be very cautious, and there's a lot of stuff I do. I'm on the right so, team though now. So Dave, welcome. Like yeah. A lot of peace, man, knowing you're on the a lot of confidence knowing that, that you're you're on the right team. <coughs> Adios, so. Andy. Adios. All right, Sandy. see you later, Andy. Hi, Dave. All <laughs> right. So into Faith I Go. So here's where we're at. So we're I forget the exact timing, but let's just say I think we're ten months in. I think it was October of nineteen. Yeah. We did yeah. a Rhino retreat. Yeah. So we had nine guys we went to one of the guys lake houses in Michigan and we had a weekend plan of food, we had a guest speaker that was challenging us, right? Mm-hmm. And and Glenn strategic Glenn had an idea on Sunday morning polar plunge
3: November in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Right? I Last
1: mean, minute or did you go into the weekend with oh, that in mind? no, line? It,
3: it was planned. Oh, it, it, was was planned. planned. Okay. it was planned. Okay. Did like, the guys know? Yeah. Uh, so
1: all nine no, guys knew yeah. that they were going to All nine guys just
3: knew. in Glenn's head, no. Okay.
2: So we're doing this polar plunge, right. right? I'm like, hey, Sunday morning, we're doing the polar plunge. And I just thought, hey, it's a cool thing to do, right? The water's 50 degrees. Nobody's going to die, we, don't, we didn't think. <coughs> so let's do it. So I think seven of the nine, or we had 10 guys, I, I think two guys didn't do it, right? So
3: we were up early that well, morning. It was more than that. What's that? It was more than that. That didn't do it.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. then I, just, I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> But I, there were several that that did do yeah. it, and I was one of the several that did do it. And I just thought, hey, this is cool, and right. I'm just trying to think of things to do, right? So, I mean, we went for a Brotherhood Walk, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, hey, yeah. polar plunge, right? Right. Okay. So, so we had this plunge plane, We got up, we had coffee. We was making, bre- you know, break, making breakfast. So we, we all uh, several of us went went in and did it, right? So it was cool. Nobody passed out, and and. And I was busy making breakfast. I didn't really notice who did and who didn't, as as it's yeah. just obvious, right? So, but 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 I knew Dave didn't do it, right? So Dave, I'll let you take over. Well, well, let let, let, let me let, let me get into a little backstory. Right, well we let let that. me yeah. say one more thing, yeah. and, and then you, you, uh, I'll, I'll flush it to you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in the kitchen making breakfast, right? And I look out over the lake, and there's a dock that goes out over the lake, and I'm looking out. And I see Dave by himself, towel over the shoulder,
3: walking out the dock. So
2: I'll, I'll leave it there, and Dave, I'll, I'll bounce it to you.
3: All right. I just want to backtrack a little bit because uh, it, it, it kind of ties it all together. Um, our original nine in the group, uh, one of them, his name was Brian. And uh, I can't remember which week it was. If it was the first week or the second week. That we were there that he revealed to us that he was going through uh the fourth round of non-hodgkin's lymphoma week one it was week one okay that's right and um he did say that he was gonna be missing quite a few weeks and because he was gonna be having treatments and stuff like that and he he confided in us that that he was unsure of his relationship with God because of, you know, his life, the way it, it panned out. And, um, but he also mentioned something that, that really struck a chord with me. He said that he wanted to reconnect with God, but not just for him. He wanted to leave a legacy. He had at the time, uh, twin five-year-olds and he wanted to leave a legacy of God to them. And you know, going back growing up, I always thought legacy was something completely different. You know, I did my family history and I thought it was about, you know, who you were, you know, your, your ancestors and all this stuff. And, and then what you leave to your children through that. But I never pictured it as as something that I could leave God to my kids, you know. And so it, it just kind of it, it struck a chord with me and and i don't know i just i i was more intent listening to brian especially after that and um so i felt a real connection at that point point. and um the the 10 weeks went by and they had a rooted celebration and the um the rooted celebration was a, an opportunity for people that went through the program to go up on stage and to hold a poster up. And on the front of the poster board, it said what you were like before the program. And on the back side of that poster board, it said what you experienced and what you got out of the program. And Brian, through all the time that he spent in and out of the hospital, he was able to make it to that celebration and he's able to stand up on that stage and hold up a a poster board that said, you know, unsure of my relationship with God. And then he flipped it over and he said he was confident with his relationship with God and and it was just amazing, you know. And um after that, you know, well, you, yeah. Okay, let me yeah. jump in no, real quick. So yeah.
2: I know what he went through. We went to the hospital visit. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, yeah. In, in in and of itself, the fact that he was able to be out of the hospital and on that stage yeah. almost says it all. It does. <laughs> I mean, the stuff, I mean, folks, I'm telling you, we, we were visiting him. The wires and the tubes and the and the IV bags and the tests and the brain scan, I mean, all the stuff this guy was going through, somehow he was released yeah. and then got on stage.
3: To just, say that he was a confident miracle. in his relationship with God. Just a miracle.
2: I mean, it was absolutely amazing.
3: So that was probably April or May. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Brian still struggled through the summer. He was back in and out of the hospital. And unfortunately, at the end of August, uh, Brian passed. And he was just shy of his 40th birthday. And um, it was hard. It was hard. You know, we went to his wake, and it was amazing to see that. His wake, there was, like, 2,000 people there. I, I I couldn't imagine. I don't even know 2,000 people now. We just knew him was Brian. Yeah. I mean, down to home, Brian, we thought, hey, he's one of our brothers, nine right. guys, right? He's got a family, right? Right. I was shocked just like you. Yeah. I mean, the the line was out of the church and down the sidewalk just to get in and see him. And... And it was amazing to see the reach that he had in that short 39 years. And and to know that he went out confident in that relationship with God, it, it just made it so much more special. And, and um, so leading into this retreat, you had mentioned that we were gonna talk. We were gonna have a bonfire on Saturday night and we were gonna go around the, the fire and talk about each other and, and tell what each other's strengths were. And um, then we were also going to have a moment to talk about Brian. And that's where this into the faith I go song kicks in. Um, I had been thinking about it. I hadn't I had only heard the song like maybe a couple of months before that, but immediately I connected it to what Brian was going through. And I connected it to me. It, it, it kind of became a theme for me, like a, like a mantra for me. Every time I heard it, I couldn't turn it off. Every time it came on the radio, I couldn't turn it off. Um, but we started talking about Brian, and when it came to me, I, I expressed how I used to have a fear of dying. And then down the road, I didn't have a fear of dying. I was trying to be a man, you know. I thought I was a manly man. I'm not afraid of death. But really underlying, I still had a fear of death. And seeing what Brian went through his entire life and how he nobody wants to die, but the way he embraced the fact that that he accepted it you know it, it it was it was a way for him to to you know finally meet god and 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 i think it gave me a in conjunction with this song it got rid of that fear of dying you know still don't want to die <laughs> but um i don't want you to die thanks thanks that's two of us <laughs> but um yeah so it it, it kind of freed me of that. You know, Brian and this song helped free me of that. And so I I talked about my fear of death and how it was mostly gone. But I also introduced this song, and, and Glenn played it through his little speaker. And I could see the reactions around the bonfire. There was, it, I mean, people were actually listening. It wasn't like, it, you know, yeah, somebody's playing a song, and... I'm just going to look at my phone or whatever, you know. People were paying attention, and and so I knew it was the right thing to play at the time. Um, I don't know if you guys want to play it now. or Yeah, why don't we play it now? It up.
2: Brian, we'll uh, bounce it to you.
4: always scared. But I can't deny this stirring deep inside. I know it's time to stop resisting. Cause I'm not getting any younger. Fear is such a sad way to live a life. to the wind, I'm jumping out, I'm walking in, every single thing you want to show. To the ups and downs, the highs and lows, to the taking in, the letting go, to tears and laughter, the great unknown. In the faith I go In the faith I got. Nobody said this would be easy Anyone who did never went through anything painful The faith is not some fragile thing that shatters when we walk through something hard so we walk on, whatever make to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, to the taking in and letting go, to the tears and left the great unknown, to the open journey in the faith that goes. to be born. I can see your goodness every single step that I have taken Oh, and it beats like a drum Oh, and it rings like a bell
2: Man, there's not a time I hear that song. I don't get chills. I mean, just so impactful, Dave. And, and I think the first time I heard it was at, at that bonfire.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it that song is just – all the lyrics pertain to me. You know, I've never been good at change. If I'm honest, it's always scared me. You know, I'm not getting any younger. and Fear is such a sad way to live a life. Nobody said this would be easy. Anyone who did never went through anything painful. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's that open journey that that I need to I need to accept and walk the path and not be afraid and and look over my shoulder and and see that God is behind me. Yeah. And and it hits so hard.
2: Yeah, the words, you know, <clears throat> stirring deep inside, I think for many, many years, I knew I was on the wrong path, right? And, and I had that stirring deep inside just saying, you know, and and for years I knew that the true north, the spiritual north following God was the right way to go. And I had this stirring deep inside that I wasn't going north. I was going different directions and getting further and further away from true north and and I had to get to a point of surrender. Yeah. Kind of like a reset. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a medical reset or a, born or a again. spiritual. Yeah. A born again, you know, if you want to use that term. And and where I had to reset and 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 start facing north again. And and what I loved, and you know, as I know your story, and as I know Brian's story and Mikey's story and my story, you know, we use faith as a tool to get through everything. Up yeah. and down. You know. And um you know, also the, the phrase, hey, running through a field, you know, running as a child as in a an child, open field. Right. You know, it's almost like, because I, I was there when, when Brian passed, it was almost like
3: a relief. Yeah.
2: He went through so much. Peace.
3: Definitely peace.
2: Yeah, I mean, he went through so much, and, and, and the struggle and suffering, the, the the physical and the mental, emotional suffering was, was over. And, and, and as he says, uh, child running through a field that's that's a good metaphor you know and and then there's a line that talks about you know feel like giving up a lot of people feel like giving up i felt like giving up um we felt like giving up yeah um but if you find faith you find strength that you don't and, and you find some hope that you don't need to give up right there's 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 value and power in taking that next step you know and not just giving up
3: yeah, it says here faith is not some fragile thing that shatters when we walk through something hard. You know, it's strong. Whether it's small at first, it's going to build, and it's strong. It's not going away. So
2: speaking of something hard, <clears throat> we were doing a retreat on a Sunday morning, cold, brisk Sunday morning. <laughs> it was probably 45 degrees out. So, so what happened, right? We did the polar plunge. You weren't part of the couple guys or several handful right. of guys that went and did it, and then so so why didn't you do it then? And then what led you to walk down that dock with the towel over your
3: shoulder? I um. I watched a lot of the guys shaking their head. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, well, then I'm not going to do that, you know. And then I'm standing there in the kitchen and I'm holding a cup of coffee, and I'm watching you and other people do it, and I looked down at the cup of coffee, and I actually thought back to this song, and I'm thinking, you know what? This cup of coffee's gonna be here when I get back. So I went downstairs, I changed into my swim trunks, and I grabbed my towel, and I started walking out there, and you guys were already like on your way back, or you were already in the house,
2: you were out there by yourself.
3: I've i was, got the video. I was out you there by myself. You were a solo journey. And so it it was almost like I turned around and God was there. You know, he was there on that pier with me. And I can remember hearing, I don't know if it was you or somebody was up on the up on the deck. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. And he was trying to get camera out.
2: Yeah, that was me. Yeah.
3: And I'm thinking, you know what? If I wait, I'm not going to do it. So I... Hung a towel on the pier, and just jumped right in, and it was almost like it was—it was freeing. It—it—it it, it was like a weight was being shed in the water as I was coming up, and I didn't expect that That was warmth. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was November, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it—I didn't expect that coming up out of the water. It—it it was almost like like a baptism, you know, and. And then I started swimming back to the pier, and I realized I'm too short, and I couldn't get out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the one of the taller guys came over, and he reached down God's hand and pulled me up onto the pier. And we don't I, do this alone. No, we don't do this alone. So I <laughs> threw my towel over my shoulder, so I'm gonna go get that cup of coffee. You know?
2: Yeah, so that's the cool part. So I see Dave come out right, and. And there was a strut in the step. There, there was a confidence. There was a strut. And Dave gets out. That was a humble strut. Yeah, but it. I think it was confidence, yeah. right? It wasn't yeah, yeah. ego. It was there's something happened in that event. And Dave gets out. I'm getting chills again. And, and Dave gets out. And I've got it on video, so video doesn't lie. He gets out, takes that towel, doesn't bundle himself up. He throws that over his shoulder <laughs> and walks back that dock. Nice. And uh, man, what a powerful, powerful story, uh, Dave. Thanks for coming in and thanks for shedding, and Andy. And see you later, Andy. And, and yeah, thanks for Andy. just so powerful to Andy's me. Andy's in the water. Yeah, it's, it's you seasonal. know that, that's a good way to put it. You know, it's powerful to own where you're at. And. Um, Love you, man. Thank, love you thanks for jumping in and, and sharing a bonus edition with us. And uh, what a powerful story to take with us. Thank you, Dave. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Into
1: faith we go. That's right. Awesome, man. Mikey, you're lost for words a little bit. Love it. Listening and learning. I know. I love it. I wasn't there, All so right, I, I had to listen and learn like the rest of us.
0: All right, guys. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at him.coffee. If sobriety is your desire and you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255 or dial 988. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their personal experiences about their spiritual journey and their path to sobriety. Therefore, any medical, spiritual, or perceived suggestions are their own opinions and should not be considered professional advice. See you next week.